Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Wednesday morning at Wax, I always like that song. Got a lot of help from both folks like Keith Urban and Reba and others on that song. Be a light. It is a good one. Good advice. Yeah, let's uh, let's get over the divisiveness in this world and let's get together like we used to. But uh, hopefully we will. Hey, it's five minutes before uh, five o'clock already. Good morning, Bob. With you, shank of the day. It's chore time. Jill home again, uh, calving out her herd. I'm not sure how many calves she's got on the ground now, but uh, I know she's got a few on there that she's working on. So hopefully that's going well for her. As we look forward, uh, the Badgers, Wisconsin Badger basketball team, went out to the uh, went out to Oregon last night and won a game, sixty-one to fifty-eight. Good for them. Now they uh, go to well, I think Las Vegas next week, isn't it? On Tuesday the twenty-eighth, they'll play again. So in the National Invitational Tournament, it's not the big dance as they call the NCAA, but they're still playing, and that's good experience for them. So congratulations. The Badgers won again. National Agriculture Week continues. National Ag Day was yesterday, but this is National Ag Week. We're going to take a look at uh, some of these animal diseases. Bird flu, an update on bird flu. It's not over yet. And also corn exports. We've always been the big dog in the room. Looks like we might slide to number two as far as world corn exporters are concerned. And our Pam Yankee had a chance to take a farm tour. She went to Iceland and rode Icelandic ponies. I just can't imagine her riding an Icelandic pony. We'll uh, see if she did or not, but we'll get a report on Icelandic ponies coming up. So we got a lot to do, including talking about our weather forecast, where uh, I had the windshield wipers on this morning, and I wasn't white. It was just rain. And uh, there is precipitation falling this morning, and uh, where you are, if you're farther north, it's probably a little white if you're probably south, uh, just the windshield wipers and a little rain out there. But uh, it's going to clear up. We'll eventually see some sunshine. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Scuff falling out of the sky this morning, and where you're at could be white, could be rain. Farther north, it's uh, probably a little white. I don't think it's going to be any real accumulation to bother you. And farther south, it's uh, just going to be rain. High today is going to be 42. We're in the mid-30s right now. Overnight tonight, it'll get off into the mid-20s. Then tomorrow, we'll get about 40. But the clouds should break up a little bit, and we should see a little bit of sun. Friday, 48, and looks like full sun out there. And then uh, in the 40s over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, about 45 cloudy to mostly cloudy. And then on Monday, 43, with some clouds, as we said. Right now, it's a very nice 35 degrees out there, but again, uh, there's some stuff falling out of the sky. It's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some early news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump may have knowingly and deliberately misled his attorneys about classified documents in his possession after leaving office. ABC News reports that's what a former top federal judge wrote last week in a sealed filing. It adds that prosecutors in special counsel Jack Smith's office presented compelling preliminary evidence indicating potential criminal violations. Smith is leading the probe into Trump over the FBI's discovery of the materials during a search of his Florida estate last year. The former president has denied any wrongdoing in his handling of classified documents. China should tell Russia to pull its troops out of Ukraine if Beijing wants to play a role in ending the war. Mr. Putin could stop bombing hospitals. He could stop bombing schools. He could stop launching Iranian drones into civilian infrastructure. That's what National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters. Kirby's remarks come as Chinese President Xi Jinping met with Vladimir Putin and signed agreements to deepen economic cooperation between their two countries. China has issued a proposal for ending the war in Ukraine, which includes no demands for Moscow to pull out its forces. Kirby said Russia must withdraw from all territory inside Ukraine under the rules of the U.N. Charter. NBA legend Willis Reed is dead at the age of 80. Brian Shook has more. The New York Knicks mourned his passing in a post on Twitter. The team said Reed stood for many things, including leadership and work ethic. Reed won a championship with the Knicks in 1970 and a second one in 1973. In both title runs, Reed was named NBA Finals MVP, and he's best known for playing while injured in the 1970 NBA Finals. I'm Brian Shook. And rapper Takashi 69 is in the hospital after he was beaten by a group of men Tuesday evening. TMZ reports the attack occurred inside an L.A. fitness in southern Florida as 6ix9ine was using the sauna. Police were called and he was taken to the hospital in an ambulance. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, if you're heading out, getting ready to head out, you're wondering uh, what it's like out there. A little wet, nothing cause you a whole lot of trouble, but again, farther north of Eau Claire, it's probably a little bit of snow further south around Eau Claire. It's been rain this morning. It'll eventually end here towards the middle of the afternoon, I guess, or towards midday, and uh, then we'll just have a, a cloudy sky. 42 today, partly cloudy tomorrow and 40. Sunshine on Friday and 48, and some clouds over the weekend. Saturday and Sunday, it should be in the mid-40s. Right now, it's pretty nice. Medford, 30. Rice Lake, 33. Black River Falls, 36. La Crosse, 41. Here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, 35 degrees. And when I came in a little while ago, a little rain out there. You had to have your windshield wipers on. For those who work in acres... 
not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's take a look at our markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash livestock, choice beef steers and heifers trading 157 to 170. Choice fed Holstein steers 135 to 148. Select and silage fed Holsteins 121 to 134. Markets are strong. Cows 78 to 116. The bulls 91 to 115. And uh, let's take a look. Uh, haven't seen the uh, hog market, but uh, the trade at the end of last week. Butcher hogs 50 to 77. Sows 58 and a half and down. Boars 18 to 25. Sheep and lamb trade. Shorn market lambs 140 to 160. Unshorn lambs 140 to 159. The feeder lambs 170 to 380. Sheep and lamb trade also includes ewes trading from 75 to a dollar. Small goats, 65 to 230 this week. Medium goats, 120 to 245. Large goats, 135 to 400. The nanny goats, 50 to 270. Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, they were mixed, let's call it. The live cattle are mostly higher. April was at 162.45 at the close yesterday. That was up 40 cents. June at 156.15, up 62. August live cattle up 30 cents, 156.05. October live cattle were down 17 cents at 160.65. Feeder cattle were higher across the board. April at 194.70, up 7. May at 199.55, up 40. August also up 40 at 215.10. September feeder cattle up 32 at 218.32. Hogs were down across the board. April lean hogs 77.05 down 72. May at 84.70 down 45. June at 91.35 down 52. And July hogs 93.32 down 85. Board of trade yesterday. Beans closed lower during the day trade. The lowest close this year for May. That was at 14.67. Corn was down in spite of another Chinese buy. Looking at those July contracts, the overnight trade had corn down two cents at six oh eight. Oats up a penny at three fifty four. July wheat down eight at six eighty four. Soybeans down six at fourteen forty two. And meal down two sixty a ton at four hundred fifty one dollars and seventy cents. Barrel cheese unchanged one ninety five and a quarter. Blocks down a half a cent to one ninety eight and a half. The butter also down a half a cent at two forty and a half. March class three unchanged at eighteen oh five. April slipped below nineteen dollars, down three cents to eighteen ninety nine. May down seven at eighteen forty four. June down fourteen at eighteen fifty. And July down eight at eighteen ninety five. That's the way the markets look this morning. Courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. We're ten and a half minutes after five o'clock at Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The world of economics, very much a factor as far as our energy situation around the country and around the world is concerned. We're going to talk a little about that this morning with Isaac Brown, Certified Energy Specialist with Provision Partners Cooperative and CHS Incorporated. And Isaac's down at Hickston location and first of all, Isaac, a lot of construction going down there at Hickston. How are we doing as far as getting her done? You know, ProVision Partners started construction, oh, you know, last year on the uh, Hickston feed mill. Um, seeing that go up uh, rather quickly right now. A lot of guys bustling around. So, been busy and good to see. A lot of steel up, and it looks like bins are going to be ready to go here pretty soon. 
Well, let's talk about your specialty, energy, and of course, there's so many things affect that. First of all, we know the markets have been nervous because of the uh, bank situation, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast, the Swiss Bank. What's the status as far as those banking woes, and how do they affect us more on an everyday basis in agriculture from the energy perspective, Isaac? You know, we saw it immediately. Everyone probably saw with the retirement, the Dow Jones, things took a big dip. That's obviously going to directly impact crude oil, which is the basis for every product that we have that we put in our vehicles and most of our day-to-day life. So what we saw was a 13% or $10 decrease in crude oil prices. That's West Texas Intermediate Crude. You know, that was definitely reflected through gasoline and diesel. You know, maybe not directly here at the pumps, but when you see crude really drop like that, traders and everything... You know, stuff starts to change quite a bit in a hurry. You know, we kind of got to keep an eye on that and see, um, you know, there's obviously been some bailouts that Swiss Bank stepped in and kind of helped prop up Silicon Valley Bank to make sure that everyone's deposits are protected. But, you know, I think there's still quite a bit of uh, uncertainty there when you've got billions of dollars getting thrown around. I mean, that gets to be a big issue for consumer confidence in the market. Isaac. That oil drop you mentioned, 13%, oil is under $70 a barrel. I would think prices at the pump should more reflect that drop. What goes on in the marketplace? It's kind of interesting and a little bit unfortunate right now, uh, you know, for consumers. But refineries uh, in February, March, and this time period right now do a lot of their uh, turnarounds, is what they're called, where they do their annual maintenance. They kind of switch some products over from winter products to summer products. So, you know, we see diesel fuel. they got to start cranking up the number two and stop producing as much as the number one diesel that, that they would for winterizing your fuels to give you a lower operability temperature. And the same kind of goes for gasoline. Winter gasoline doesn't need as much uh, protection against vaporization as we do with gasoline in the summer. So that, that has to be enabled not to vaporize so quickly, and it's kind of an EPA standard. So really what we see is a roll gap, especially for gasoline, of, you know, 15, 20, 25 cents when the refineries are kind of doing these turnarounds. So production's kind of going down. Uh, They're switching over to a more expensive product. Unfortunately, we kind of see that go up at the pump. So even though we maybe had price relief from crude oil, we didn't necessarily see that on our refined products. As far as diesel fuel going forward, Isaac, and we're going to be using a lot of it, now is a good time to look at locking something in? Are the co-ops available to do that? Yeah, I mean, the co-op has a really uh, strong method for kind of protecting yourself against these crazy price swings. Basically, what we're looking at right now is diesel fuel, kind of like crude oil. Crude oil is the lowest it's been since December of 2021. Uh, Diesel fuel, not quite as far back, but at least 12 months now, this is the lowest price we've seen. Even for booking, it's starting to look like, hey, you better talk to your advisor or maybe try to get a fill in here right now. You know, a lot of guys, you've got empty 1,000-gallon barrels on your farm. Why not get filled up at uh, the lowest price we've seen in quite a while? Thank you, Isaac. Isaac Brown, energy specialist with Provision Partners Cooperative on our Provision Partners Cooperative. Again, yeah, you got that empty barrel. Not a bad time to fill it up. 
Almost 17 minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll take a look at some farm news this morning on Wax on this Wednesday morning. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. National Agriculture Week continues, and uh, somebody asked me the other day, so I checked it out. How many people American farmers feed? Each American farmer now feeds more than 165 people besides himself. That's an increase of about 25 from back in the 1960s. Again, National Agriculture Week does continue. Looks like grain exports from Ukraine will continue. The only question is for how long. Over the weekend, the United Nations got the two sides together to extend grain shipments from Black Sea ports to some of the neediest areas of the world. The Russians wanted the deal to be limited to the next 60 days, but final negotiations appear to set the timetable for those shipments at 120 days. A previous deal for 120 days was agreed to last November, remember, but that deal does expire on Friday, so a new deal had to be put into place. And we've got other news we'll take a look at this morning, courtesy of Chile Implement in Chile. But again, 35 degrees right now, pretty nice out there. Precipitation is falling, and uh, some places further north, it might be a little snow. Further south, around Eau Claire, it was just rain when I came in this morning. We'll get about 42 degrees today. Coming up, Icelandic ponies. It reminds me the Midwest Horse Fair is coming up here in just a, a few weeks down at Madison, down at the Alliant Energy Center. And Icelandic ponies, Icelandic horses, will be there for that. But our Pam Yonke took a farm tour to Iceland, and uh, I don't know what... <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to visualize her up on an Icelandic pony, but maybe she did. But we'll find out more about those Icelandic ponies in their home country coming up right here on Wax. Again, 35 degrees right now. If you're out and about, just uh, be a little careful. A little, maybe a little slippery in some spots, but shouldn't be too bad. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. One of the first things that you notice about Iceland is isolation. Yes, of course, it's an island, so it's isolated. But some of the isolation of Iceland is preferred. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where we're fresh off our Iceland farm tour, where I had a chance to learn more about some of that isolation and its impact on agriculture. Iceland, for example, does not import any genetics for sheep, or for horses. The breeds they're working with stretch back literally hundreds, if not thousands of years. I learned about that when I visited with uh, Gunther, the owner-operator of Fridheimer Horse Stable, just outside of Reykjavik, talking about the Icelandic horse and why it's so unique. I asked him to introduce himself and his stable first. My name is Knutur Arman, and uh, I'm the farmer. The farm's name is Fridheimer. And we are located in the south part of Iceland, about 100 kilometers away from Reykjavik, our capital. Now, explain to me the uniqueness of the Icelandic horse, because uh, I've got a lot of equine enthusiasts in my audience, and they're going to want to know what's so special or unique about this horse. Yeah, the Icelandic horse is really special because he has uh, five different gates. That's what he makes him so unique. Uh, all horses have at least three gates. They can all walk, trot, and gallop. But the Icelandic horse have also the gate, which we call a tull, and the 
pace, the flying pace. And he's also really, really big part of our, our culture here in Iceland. Uh, uh, we think that uh, in the beginning, when the Vikings, the settlements, came here to Iceland in the years 900-1000, they brought maybe four, five, six different types of horses. We became the Icelandic horse. And we haven't imported any horses in Iceland, to Iceland in 1,000 years. So he's a very, very, very special and, and unique horse breed, a very pure, pure bread. Everywhere I look since we've arrived, I'm seeing horses. How many Icelandic horses are in Iceland? It, it's difficult to say exactly how many, but we could say between 80 and 100,000 horses. And if you think about we are 370,000 people in Iceland, so we have really, really many horses. But they are big part of our tradition and, and, and culture in Iceland and, uh, and uh, really we, we can say that they own a big part of the heart of the people here in Iceland. Tell me about the business of the Icelandic horse. Now like you mentioned a lot of different phases of ownership here. Sometimes it's just for the heart. Sometimes it's for more business uh, practices. Tell me about the business side of the horse business in Iceland. Yeah, we have very professional uh, known breeders, which are breeding the Icelandic horse for training, and then they are selling competition horses, uh, uh, breeding horses. So, so that's uh, we can say uh, a, a huge business around that. Uh, then we have also a strong horse society around Icelandic horse. So many trainers in Iceland are going. Go to Europe, to USA, to teaching. Uh, we are exporting about two, between 2,000 2,500 horses from Iceland to Europe, USA, and Canada. We also have uh, this tradition that most of the farmers in Iceland keep horses, some of them for, for, for sport riding, many of them for breeding. Uh, sheep farmers use them to get the sheep down from the mountains in the autumn. But then we also have some farmers that just keep horses because their grandfather had horses, so they don't do much with them. How has the market been? Because that is it, farming. Anybody in agriculture connected with livestock knows it's an up and down business. Uh, can be influenced by value of currency, uh, other people's economies. How has it been? Give me since just before the pandemic to maybe now. I mean, it's happened for the last years. It has been good market, and especially for for good horses, uh, for for well trained good horses, breeding horses, competition horses. It's been a good market. But we also have really many horses, especially in Europe, in Germany. I think it's about 65,000 horses oh. there. We have a very good breeders in Scandinavia, in Germany, and they are also breeding and, and selling horses. So it's a it's a it's a big competition. But we still believe, and we'll always believe, the best horses, Icelandic horses, are coming from Iceland. So we have many, many people which like to come to Iceland and buy their Icelandic horse from Iceland because they are raised up here in, 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 uh, in uh, we can say, in a wild nature. Of course, we don't have any wild horses. They all belong to someone, but we like to, to, to get them, uh, uh, to, to raise them up in the herd, let the old horses teach the young horses. So we are not touching them that much until we start to train them, which uh, give them a little bit more wild spirit and they right. uh, are more courage and they, they are different characters really big characters which is really nice to work with. Now you mentioned you've not brought in any other breeds for a thousand years. The horses that you have here if they leave the island competitively or otherwise, can they come back or is that almost a biosecurity concern? They can never come back. If horses leave Iceland, they can never come back. And for example, we have a world championship in Icelandic horses every second year in Europe. And we always send our national team to compete and they always have to sell their horses after the competition because hmm. they cannot take it back. And how do you feel about that? 
it must be strange to feel about that because a competition horse which you have been working with for many years is getting a really close friend to you but also the other other feeling is that to give someone chance to to because a good competition horse is also a good teacher and knowing that he will give some other people pleasure is also a good feeling so we can say it's a mixed feeling i i, I could believe speaking of that you said that you really don't touch your foals your colts uh, until they're a little bit older How, tell me about the philosophy here at your farm and how you start your animals I mean, we, 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 in my farm, we are only getting about two, three foals every, every year. And, and uh, of course, we take them in, cut them hooves, give them yeah, some right. medicine every year. But we are not doing much with them until they, they, they are four years old. Then we start to train them. And uh, we can say the first month is just to get used to the bridle, used to the saddle, uh, start to ride the basic gates, uh, walk, trot, and gallop in the balance and after the after the first month into the second month we start with the child and then after the first year we, we usually start with the with the pace so they, they need a good balance for to, to, to be that it takes about two years to get a well-trained horse but you can always train them more and more because you sure. can always teach them, teach them more and more that's, <laughs> that's, that's a nice thing and, and a beautiful thing for your horses well and they sound like inquisitive horses like the horses that want to please Are there other um, plans for the horse in country? You mentioned competitive riding. Are there new areas opening up that could use the horse? Yeah, I mean, in, in Iceland, generally, they, they are everywhere in Iceland. Uh, we are exporting them, uh, and there, there are it not so maybe many new markets, but there are possibilities, yes. But we can say uh, uh, they, they go into the winter coat in the winter time, and, and we, we, we are not seeing them much in the southern part of uh, okay. the world. Okay. I think sure. they would yeah. feel, feel better in, 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 yeah. in the cold, colder climate, yeah. And that's Gunter Almond, Icelandic horse owner, with our Pam Yonke, who was over in Iceland on a farm tour. Don't know. She didn't talk about whether she got on one or not. But, uh, again, Icelandic horses. You'll see them at the Midwest Horse Fair coming up down in Madison here in about three weeks. Well, coming up before that, the old cowboy's going to join us. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's catch up with Rocky over at Premier Livestock and with me. Hey, what's over that horse sale for a little while last Friday? I didn't see you selling any Icelandic horses. Just ice cream. Just ice cream. You noticed I was in charge of the ice cream, right? And you did a good job. You got me one and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You but, betcha. Uh, but those Icelandic ponies, uh, they're, they're something else. Little rascals, but they, they, can, uh, they can do a job. Well, what about uh, the job you're doing at the sale barn? You've been busy this week. You bet we have. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how the uh, special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We had a big run, sold over a 1,000 head of feeder cattle uh, yesterday on a strong, active market. New crop beef calves, so mostly 160 to $2. Uh, the front-end steers brought $2 to 250 and we had some lightweights up to $290. Uh, had some really top-end beef cows sell from 1800 to 2150 uh, More average-type cows 
1100 to 1700 Next uh, special feeder cattle auction will be April 4th. Today, Wednesday, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay auction, uh, excellent selection of hay and bedding, and then 11 o'clock a.m., dairy cattle auction. Big dairy cattle sale today. We're expecting 350 to 400 head of dairy cattle. We got a 200 cow Holstein parlor freestall herd, 83 pound average on test, all AI bred Angus. Several trailer loads of top fresh parlor freestall cows, including a load of top fresh Jersey crosses. Really sharp ones, guys. They're all two year olds. Uh, got some, also got a, another set of uh, registered Jersey milk cows. We got registered Jersey springing heifers. Tons and tons of Holstein spring and heifers, including an elite group of 40 Holstein spring and heifers. They're coming out of a 30,000 pound herd. They're all freestall headlock adapted. We also have a tie stall herd, uh, 25 head Holsteins and crossbreds, full listing at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Auction reminder, uh, we got that big equipment sale coming up here on Friday. That's going to be a three-ring auction all day. Um, that's going to get underway at nine o'clock friday morning come early get a parking lot guys we got over 60 tractors in the lot tillage planning harvest equipment guys uh, online bidding will be hosted through equipmentfacts.com uh, make sure when you're going to it now we got sale order set yesterday make sure there's two rings make sure you're not going in just to one ring or the other um, but that will be the order of the sale the way it is listed on equipment facts so any questions once again call us 715-229-2500 and that's the way to shape it up bob so i know where you'll be on friday you got to help with that i assume don't you I, yeah just a little just a yep. little i would think yep. so demonstrate how some of that equipment works for them you betcha all right we'll see it but we'll talk to you before that we'll talk to you in the morning all right. Have a great one. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in with you. We'll check in with Mike and find out what's going on next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's find out about our weather, shall we? Brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13 now. Mike is up every morning because uh, his main job over at 13 is to be on the morning show. Hello, Wisconsin. <laughs> And, uh, Mike, I was, and I'm on there a little bit too in the morning. And, uh, but I was watching earlier and, uh, I've got a new hero that <laughs> you guys had a feature on there earlier this morning about a 90 year old tortoise that fathered three new little tortoises here recently. Yep. Man, oh, man. Bob, are you trying to say that uh, when you get up to 90 that you're going to try to have kids again? <laughs> I had all I could do to have when I was young. <laughs> you know, the, the 90 years old is tortoise, tortoise. I don't know what he's got uh, in his <laughs> diet, but I'm going to find out and maybe uh, try a little bit. But 90 years old. You want to know father... what's even more incredible about that is what? that the mom of the tortoises, were, or she was uh, 53. Really? Yes. Well, that's a little more realistic. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, obviously, but a 90-year-old father. Think man, oh, man. I wonder if he'll be around for the kids graduating from high school. I was going to say, think about the 40-year age gap there, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Pickles gets around. Boy, I guess so. 90-year-old tortoise. tortoise <laughs> fathered three little tortoises, or tortoise. I don't know what the, <laughs> what the plural of tortoise is, but... Uh, 
Way to go, man. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Well, we better get to work here. Otherwise, it's spitting a little bit out there this morning. Right. And it may have caused a few slick spots further towards north. I know I ran into a few of those on 29 on my way in. But uh, otherwise, we'll see that precipitation start to fizzle out later this morning and give way to some intervals of clouds and sun with highs into the low to mid 40s. Now, tonight, we may have just another chance at some rain and a little bit of snow mixing in. I think that'll mostly hang out south of us, but still mostly cloudy and lows dipping into the upper 20s tonight. Then we continue on with a pretty dry trend tomorrow, starting off in the clouds, but then becoming sunny into the afternoon with highs in the low 40s and upper 30s. We return to the mid to upper 40s on Friday with a mostly sunny sky, and we'll have intervals of clouds and sun to take us through the weekend with highs into the mid 40s. Starting off in the mid-40s next week, and then Tuesday we'll have more sunshine, but a little cooler with highs into the upper 30s. Right now, as you had mentioned, Bob, it is spitting a bit with a temperature of 35 degrees in Eau Claire. Slow and steady gets the job done. Exactly. Maybe just give a little bit of space between other vehicles, but be slow and steady, just like Mr. Pickles. There you go. Is that the turtle's, turtle's name, Mr. Pickles? Yes, it is. Oh, boy. And oh. The, the kids were named uh, Dill, Jalapeno, and I, I can't remember the third one, but it was, of course, a pickle theme. I wonder if they have, uh, I would ask a vet, I wonder if they have little blue pills for turtles. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, we'll find a vet and ask him. All right, Michael, thank you, sir. <laughs> Absolutely, Bob. Have a good one. All right, there goes Mike Dandry in the weather room as we look at our weather on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes now before 6 o'clock, 35 degrees. little spitting of some precipitation out there. Let's find out what uh, some of our local news is. Morgan McCarthy is with us. What kind of drive did you guys have in this morning? A little dicey in that way March can be on the back roads. That snow was kind of slushy and slick, kind of sucked you around a little bit. But uh, uh, interstate was fine. Oh, that's good. Except for those orange barrels that are all of a sudden popping (laughs) up everywhere. It's that time of the year. (laughs) Is it ever? Oh, boy. What's going on? (laughs) Well, we're not under construction in the newsroom. Free flowing here, and we'll start with an update. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We talked a little bit about yesterday in the Winnebago County area with the murder of the well known cheesemakers. And now prosecutors in that area are charging the son of the two people found murdered with their deaths. Eric Metzig was in court in Oshkosh for the first time yesterday. Sheriff's Office saying he shot and killed his parents in their home in Wolf River on Saturday. Investigators say they found a journal in his room that detailed the plan to kill his parents and then make it look like they disappeared. The DA says that's why he asked for and got a $1 million bond in that case. Metzig is due back in court next week. Well, if you didn't catch it real time, it was probably pretty much what you might expect from two opposing viewpoints behind the podium in a big race. Candidates for Wisconsin Supreme Court, as expected, disagreed entirely during their only debate time. Liberal Judge Jana Protusewicz saying Dan Kelly and they are met on stage for the only time as she tried to paint Kelly as an extremist on abortion. And he hammered back at her for light sentences on criminals. Right now, not only is the race closely watched across the union, it's the most expensive price tag so far between nah, 20 and 30 million. Million dollars, voters. You'll choose between the two on April fourth. And on that note, it's not burgers and fries in the drive-through. Early voting in Eau Claire saw over two hundred and sixty people casting ballots for early absentee voting yesterday, and uh, that's nearly double the numbers from early voting back in twenty twenty one. Open through Friday, and more info online. You can find that with an easy click at seven one five newsroom dot com. Oh, what goes up must come down. Eventually, about sixty people got stuck on the ski lifts in Granite Peak over the weekend. As Skill Hill manager uh, Greg Fisher 
Fisher was talking to WAOW-TV saying it's something that isn't common, but ski parks, you got to be ready for it. It is a rare thing. Like, it's not something that you find at many ski resorts uh, every year, but every ski resort most likely has been through one of these. And they managed to get everyone down safely from the chairs using a rope system. The lifts are expected to reopen later this week after some repairs and testing. And oom-pa-pa, if you've been to lacrosse for the biggie, you know Oktoberfest brings plenty of people out. It also brings plenty of money. A new report from UW-Whitewater says the annual beer and broadfest, $26 million, including all the money spent. And a lot of that does go to or comes from local nonprofits. And they then use that money for other good works in the community. So putting that uh, pint raising and hose into good use and we send it back to the bar never too early for a pint there i'm with bob bosold in your midwest farm report on wax 104.5 you know i this probably make me look stupid asses but i've been done that i've done that before welcome to the club yeah, yeah. do we still have sawdust city days in eau claire we used to have down at uh, carson park kind of a local fundraiser and things like does that still happen down at carson park i heard rumblings that they were going to resurrect it that okay. hasn't been they uh i know cinder city days has grown quite yeah, a bit in altoona. altoona yeah absolutely um, but yeah i actually heard rumblings that they were hoping to bring sawdust city days or a version of it back okay. um so not a stupid question but yeah uh, that used to be fun right? yeah but, but I haven't paid any attention the last couple of years you know, with all I, the other things going on. I'll tell you, I suspect if we can set up a tent and put beer in it, we'll find a reason to celebrate, right? <laughs> we certainly will. We, we like to do that around yeah, here. We will. Yeah, cheers. Raise one for the, for the cause. For any cause. There you go. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning, 18 minutes before 6 at Wax. 35 degrees. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's take a look at uh, some more of our news before we get to some markets. Animal diseases. We all shudder when we hear animal diseases and the avian influenza last year still going on has been a problem and getting it under control is expensive since the outbreak of avian influenza last spring the usda has spent over 670 million dollars to try and contain its spread and help poultry producers get through the outbreak money uh, outlays included 142 million to cull the flocks and dispose of the birds 414 million dollars for those depopulated birdhouses to get them back in shape and $114 million in other costs, such as personnel and field expenses. And the current outbreak is still with us and is the worst ever for poultry industry. January egg numbers and egg-laying hens down below a year ago. Iowa, our leading egg-producing state, has lost over 16 million birds, including two laying barns that both lost over a million birds each. And swine fever is a problem once again. African swine fever in China. Big uptake in swine fever going on in China during 2018 and 2019. Remember, swine fever wiped out about half the hog herd in China. Officials there now say a new outbreak could have the same effect later this year. This new outbreak was discovered in January, already taking as many hogs as China has lost all of last year from swine fever. China has by far the largest... They're just their sow herd is much bigger than our total herd in this country. So China has by far the largest hog herd in the world. And the U.S. grain industry is nervous about that African swine fever concern because a lot of China's hog feed comes from U.S. corn and soybean sales. And uh, speaking of corn sales, traditionally the U.S. has been the world's leading corn exporter. 
But those days may be numbered as China buys more from South America. They don't like us. China, well, I heard one analyst say China hates us. And if they could get away from buying from us at all, they would. But they can't right now. But they're trying to wean themselves away. Brazil is expected to take over the number one spot as they're planning to export about 50 million tons this year versus the 47 million that the U.S. exports so expects to sell overseas this year. Only once before, when we had drought back in 2012-2013, did Brazil export more corn than us. But Brazil's corn exports have jumped sevenfold in the last 15 years. Again, as they, they take out the rainforest and plant more crops, and as uh, a lot of economists are saying now, agricultural economists, don't look for China to be our bailout for sales for exports in the coming years because China doesn't like us and they want to wean themselves off of U.S. products. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll get to the markets and uh, find out what's happening. But also, a couple of things coming up. I know a lot of folks follow the... Uh, the farm toy show circuit and the craft show circuit. We've got a couple coming up in our area. The Thorpe FFA Alumni Farm Toy and Craft Show will be coming up March 26th this weekend. That will be Sunday at Thorpe High School. They'll start about 9 o'clock in the morning. And then mark your calendar for April 2nd, third annual Spencer Farm Toy Show from 9 to 3, and that'll be at the Spencer High School Gymnasium in Spencer. So again, March 26th, Thorpe, April 2nd in Spencer. Those farm toy show and craft shows are coming up in the area. We'll get some market numbers coming up on Wax. Number to give you right now, 35 degrees. That's current temperature. Get about 42 today. A little precip out there, too, this morning. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get to some markets from the sale barns around the area. Let's go to the Equity L Tuna Barn and find out from Jim Lindsay how the sale went yesterday. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.32.59. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.32.57. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.42.50. We had an extreme top of $1.57. Choice Holstein steers, $1.25 to $1.39. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.24 and down. Top 20 percent of the cold cows sold from 88 to a dollar four we had a top of a dollar eight 60 percent of the cows sold from 67 to 87 the bottom 20 percent of the cows sold from 66 and down organic market on tuesday 80 percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar 40 to a dollar 58 we had an extreme top of a dollar 60 bottom 20 percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar 39 and down call bulls sold from 95 to a dollar 10 we had a top of a dollar 18 thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted 80 percent of the 95 pound and up holstein bull calves sold from 100 to 225 $5 per head light and poor quality calves sold from $100 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $150 to $410 per head. Just a quick reminder, we will be having a special bread beef cows and beef breeding bull sale this Friday, this Saturday, March 25th, starting at 11 a.m. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, March 31st. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets from the sale barns. Let's get over to Equity Stratford over there in uh, a little south of 29. 
Jerry Fitzgerald is with us over there in central Wisconsin. Got a little white this morning in your area, huh, Jerry? Well, Bob, good morning. Yeah, we did. It's uh, Like I said, it'd probably be all melted off by noonish or whenever. I don't know if the sun's going to come out today or not. But no, it's uh, and it's like 31, 32 right now. So uh, it'll be melted. But I was reading some stuff earlier this morning, folks that are going to work early. Uh, the roads are a little slippery, so just be careful till so as the sun comes up, see where you can go. And, and before we do the markets, I just want to, uh, now this is National Ag Week. Of course, yesterday was National Ag Day, and we certainly want to... Uh, uh, salute our farmers and all the folks involved in the egg, and it's a, they're feeding us all, and they're out there working in the morning while you and I are talking. So uh, uh, keep up the good work, and uh, despite all the challenges, uh, it's uh, I mean we're feeding the world, and it's a it's a it's a, just a great to be part of it. And I know you and I have for many years, and it's just a lot of wonderful people we run into. Oh, that is for sure, and hopefully we put a smile or two on their face when they're doing the chores in the morning. Well, let's uh, get down to business. How's the sale barn activity been going this week at Stratford? No, I better do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from the uh, first couple of days here at Equity Stratford, and we'll start off, first of all, with the organic market. We sell these organic cattle every Tuesday, and the uh, organic market continues to be very, very strong. Certified uh, high-yielding organic housing yesterday's sale, we're selling from 148 up to a top of 165 and a half. Lower-yielding organic cows, 142 and below. Now we'll get into the conventional uh, cows. Uh, again, strong market on those also. That does continue. High-yielding, fleshy, Holstein beef cows yesterday's auction. We're selling from 89 up to a top of 103.5. Most of the cows this week selling mostly from 68 to 88. Thinner cows like carcass cows below 68. On the bull trade, better quality bulls are um, uh, mostly from 98 to $1.12. Lighter bulls 95 and below. Uh, calf market also very strong so far this week. Good quality Holstein bull calves 125 to 250. Extreme top 295. That was on Monday. Heifer calves this week uh, uh, mostly 80 and below. Beef calves also very strong 200 to 450 up to 500 on Monday's auction. We are at Wednesday here already. Busy day on tap here at Stratford today. We get underway this morning here with the um, uh, conventional market type cattle, a lot of fed cattle today, also sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale today will be at 1230, and we do have a nice, nice lineup of feeder cattle. As part of that feeder sale today, we do have a consignment of Hereford Hereford beef cows are bred to a purebred Hereford bull. Uh, we'll all get underway with those at 1230. Do have a lot of good quality beef cattle also consigned for that sale, and a large consignment of Holstein started calves. Folks, you can bring your trailer. Fill your trailer load up. we got a whole trailer load of those. They're going to weigh from about 150 to 175 off milk. Some good quality reputation started Holstein calves. All that will be at 1230 today. And just a reminder, tomorrow our auction does start at 11. So, Bob, that's what we have for the folks this morning. Again, do drive careful this morning, folks, uh, until the sun comes out and melts the stuff off. But uh, you guys didn't get no snow, huh? Oh, I got a little rain when I came in, but that was 3.30 this morning. I don't know what's out there now. I'll take a look in a few minutes. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Sounds good, Bob. Enjoy the day. We will. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. And you can't miss them at Synergy Cooperative when you drive through beautiful downtown Ridgeland. Take a look at those tractors there. It's Synergy Co-op. They bring us the markets. Board of Trade was down at the close yesterday. The beans, the lowest close this year on that May contract. They were at 1467. Corn was down too, in spite of another Chinese buy. Overnight, looking at July contracts. Corn down two at 608. The oats up a penny at 354. July wheat down eight at 684. July soybeans down six, 1442. 
Soybean meal down 260 a ton at $451.70. Country Elevators, Northside Elevator and Loyal Corn today, 583. Beans, 1397. Arcadia Corn, 594. The beans, 1407. At Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls, 573 on the corn, 1403 on the beans. Connorsville, 573 and 1398 on the DTM screen, 594 the corn price at Golden Plump today. At Baldwin and Mondovi, corn's 581, beans $14 a bushel. Duran, 576 and 1395. Corn is uh, 581 at Elmwood, 1405 on the soybeans. Fall Creek, 567 and 1375. Osseo, 586 on the corn, 1405 on the beans. Elk Mound, corn is 582, beans 1401. Sparta, 581. 1409, Ellsworth 556, beans 1355, ethanol plants, Boyceville 594 for the corn, Stanley 590, New Richmond Grain Facility 580. Barrel cheese 195 and a quarter, blocks were down a half, 198 and a half, butter also down a half at 240 and a half. March class 3 unchanged 1805, April 3 cents falling to 1899, May down 7 at 1844, June down 14 at 1850, and July down 8. At eighteen ninety five, so that's the way the markets look. Courtesy of Synergy Co op. Again, thirty five degrees right now. We'll get about forty two. And if you're out and about this morning, be a little careful, but uh, enjoy it. We're going to have temperatures in the in the forties, forty eight on Friday. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.